Hey there! Welcome to season 2 of Race the Brow with Nishka and Malaika. This season, we have lined up stories of some kick-ass Indians from across the globe who are reshaping our Indian society by being who they are. Because, you know, So, we hope you enjoy this episode as much as we have enjoyed putting it together. Hi Sandeep, hi Sharad, thank you for being on Raise the Brow with me and Malaika. Hi, thanks for having us. Hello. <laughs> okay, super. How are you guys doing today? We're good, we're good. It's uh, raining here in California, so we're enjoying the first rain of, uh, of the season. And my first... My first monsoon in Sacramento. I definitely would not call it a monsoon. I'm sure that uh, some would disagree on this podcast right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call it that either. Especially the South Indian in you. Yeah. The South Indian. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been quite a journey for you guys, right? From yeah. meeting on Instagram to taking a leap of faith with each other and to moving in together now, finally, it's been about close to, I think, less than two weeks. Yeah. 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 A little over two weeks. Yeah. I, I think yeah. it'll be three oh, weeks nice. tomorrow. Um, oh, beautiful. And it's been great. We've, uh, you know, we're, we're adjusting to living together full time and it's been fantastic. We're very excited to be under the same roof and, uh, you know, just enjoying marriage. That, that's the most Bless. important thing is just, um, it, it's so much, it's so much sweeter that we're together having negotiated the distance and, you know, kept everything alive and going and how much we wanted it to end with this. So it's, right. it's that much sweeter experiencing all of this now. You know, it's really funny is that Today we were um, just finishing up lunch and then the doorbell rings and I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, go get it. I don't know who it is. And then I go downstairs and there was a big bouquet of flowers being delivered. And uh, and I'm just like, are you serious? And then like, it was the cutest thing ever. And it, it's for like kicking off my birthday month. And I'm just like, so sweet. Like who does that? And then he tops that off by ordering cookies from our favorite cookie shop. Like, like the literally the joys of living together is defined today. So it's it's been great living together. So let's go back in time a little, right? Because all of us love a good love story. Um, Pandeep, I want to start with you. What about Sharath made you go? Oh, he's the one for me. You know, I would have to say the amount he's able to handle every single day. Um, Shrath takes the risk every day. Um, he took a risk in messaging me. Um, and then by expressing his um, empathy and passion in responding to one of my Instagram posts that I made. Um, and I was impressed. I was intrigued by the initial um, messages he sent me and um, I haven't looked back and I don't regret it one bit. For me, I think, um, like I said, I think I've, you know, the trajectory that my life has taken is somehow the universe is 
put things in my path that I've been so fortunate to have been given an opportunity to pursue. And I think that that was exactly looking back at when I first clicked on Sandeep's Instagram profile. Um, it, it was it was that. I think that for me, there was this deep-seated, immediate respect for what I was seeing on a social media profile. It was unlike anything I've uh, ever seen. You know, there's, uh, there are social media profiles and then there are social media profiles like 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 this this guy is here um and i think that you know you you describe a social media profile as you know an, an exhibition of like pictures and your sense of style and a, a little little introduction into your world and i think that when i saw his profile and i think i've never seen anything like it and it immediately like for me i've never felt the urge to respect someone that much um and you know that need and that push to then kind of feel that I've always known this person. I've, how is that even possible? You know, I'm, I'm seeing this profile for the first time. I'm seeing this face for the first time. I'm seeing this life for the first time. But yet, there's that sense of familiarity. There's a sense of you know adulation and respect that I have for this person. I've I've never felt it come on that instantaneously and that immediately. And I think for me, I, I knew that I had to battle my own inhibitions to kind of push and say something, make an introduction and, and, and pursue it. So let's talk a little bit about your wedding then. Um, when it comes to weddings, it's usually just a balancing act, right? Between what the couple wants, what the family wants. And the state of mind is usually very me, 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 me. But you guys totally flipped the switch on it and you did something so unselfish. You decided to make it all about showing the world that this is what love can also look like. So the decision to invite the media, can you walk us through why that was important for the both of you? And yeah, so, you know, for, for the both of us, it was very important to us to have both elements of the wedding ceremonies as tradition, as traditional as possible. So we worked really hard to make sure that we had um, the Cordova traditions followed as much as possible. And we made sure that all of the Sikh Punjabi wedding traditions were also followed as much as possible because Having traditional wedding ceremonies for a same-sex couple is groundbreaking. And we knew that we would get a lot of, um, you know, feedback, whether it was positive or negative regarding our wedding ceremonies. But, you know, we've literally been going through finding ourselves our whole entire lives that we knew that we had an opportunity to take back the traditional way of thinking of what mm -hmm. a marriage should be and how Indian ceremonies should take place. And giving the power back to 
ourselves in the way of empowering those that are still struggling to live their truths and come out of the closet and see that people that are similar to them that are of you know that are yearning for or in a same-sex relationship can have a traditional Punjabi wedding ceremony or have a traditional traditional South Indian Kodava ceremony. So we invited the media and we, you know, spoke to the New York Times about our wedding ceremonies. And, you know, we knew that the news station that came to cover our wedding ceremony would go viral. And we welcomed the conversation of, you know, people having conversations with their families about why these two men that happen to have a traditional Punjabi wedding ceremony or a South Indian ceremony is not any different than a marriage between a man and a wife and how love is love and why can't society accept two people that were able to find love and decided to have a wedding ceremony following the Indian traditions. And, you know, there's a lot of people that struggle with coming out of the, the closet and trying to get acceptance with their families. And we're grateful that we have the acceptance of our own families and both of our families have embraced both of us and accept us and lift us up through, you know, our challenges that we've endured our whole entire lives of being bullied for being who we are and, you know, not being fully accepted by the, you know, the Indian community because we're not what they want us to be. And, you know, by the American um, society for me. And, you know, by finding our life partner and choosing to abide by the customs and traditions that we have followed our whole entire lives by participating in uh, a Punjabi wedding and also a, a code of our Indian ceremony. Like there is no other way for us to, you know, conduct our vows, but also by inviting the, the media to cover our ceremonies, it just opens the door to how normal it is for two people to come together. And we hope provides tons of people that are still struggling to come out of the closet and gain acceptance a little bit more courage by seeing that it's normal and represent, represented so they see themselves in us. So it's, it's, I mean, we're clearly very passionate about it. We spoke, I mean, you spoke earlier about this. There's a certain ritual which your dad performed, right, at your Punjabi wedding, and you spoke about that. But would you like to elaborate a little bit more on it? And where was that ex acceptance? So, Sandeep, would you like to take that? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, Sharath talked a little bit about um, it, the moment he had with my dad, with the with the bug and, you know, the conversation about, um, you know, trying it on and, you know, explaining the mm -hmm. whole bug and, you know, you know, there's a lot of 
societal pressure pressure that's put on parents to raise their children a certain way. Um, and you know, my parents have raised me to be a very strong, independent person that you know follows the Indian traditions. You know, my、mm-hmm. parents sat me down and you know told me that you know one day. You're going to have to take care of us and your sisters and all of your nephews and nieces. I was 20 when I had that conversation with my parents, and that's a very daunting, you know, conversation to have and intimidating.、Um, but I, I live that every single day, and you know, when I came out of the closet to my parents when I was 30 years old, you know, I. It was a risk, you know, because I wasn't what they envisioned for their children.、Um, but you know, throughout the whole process of coming out, I never once felt like I wasn't loved, and I wasn't once treated any differently for being who I am. And you know. The act of feeling the acceptance 100% from your dad、um, is very important,、um, mm. and it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter what your sexuality is. The act of him tying the fala around my chosen life partner and myself. Was way more meaningful than the typical act of one father tying a fella around their child and their chosen person. And、um, personally, for me, it meant that he accepted me 100, and it it was visualized and it was symbolized, and you know, I I mean. I've assumed that he didn't necessarily accept me, but I was wrong in that assumption that I've made in my head.、Um, and by him tying the fala, it really just illustrated how much he does, in fact, support me and accept me. And Sharat, I believe your parents watched、uh, the live stream of your wedding, right? Yeah, they did. And、yeah. um, so, what were their reactions, and what was it for your father, and how was that for you?、Um, yeah, so for both my mom and dad,、uh, I was also very fortunate, and I had also built up a lot of preconceived notions in my head about. What that would mean when I finally came out, you know, I had envisioned me making this grand speech and sitting them down and you know trying to explain to them that it's no different. And it was it was very non-dramatic.、Um, it wasn't immediately accepted. It was it was heard.、Um, I expressed it,、um, and then my life trajectory took off in another direction where. Um, you know, I then went into residency, moved outside. You know, and then ended up in New York, and then just kind of took off.、Um, so very much so. I, I don't know if it was by design or if it was unconscious. I think 
just because my life is kind of, you know, the universe has led me uh, for a very long time as opposed to me leading myself in a direction. Uh, I think that's what ended up happening. Um, and then eventually, I think, you know, we, I know that with my mom, my mom's side of the family, my cousins and my mom's side of the family and my dad's side of the family, there's been a difference in, you know, in acceptance, generationally speaking, you know, my, my brother, my sister-in-law, my immediate cousins, it's such a non-issue for them. I think that uh, in many ways I've had to overcome uh, accepting myself and who I am. Um, in order to then understand that for all of them, it's such a complete non-issue. Uh, over the past couple of years, leading up to the point that I was meeting Cindy, my, my mom and I had um, been having a lot of conversations about um, what this means, why the distance, the story of our lives, and, and why our family is where it's at, and why distance is so normal. My dad has always um, this been a, a there's been a little bit of distance, there's been a little bit of um, fear and discipline, which has kind of um, characterized and defined our relationship. Um, I think over time, as we grew older, his stance softened a lot. Um, you know, my dad is very philosophical in his approach to things. Um, it's very difficult to kind of have him understand different points of view, but at the same time, he is, he is a good listener. Uh, and I think a lot of, you know, now that I say it out a lot, I think a lot of my listening capacity has come from him as well. And the memory of details, like it's just phenomenal. Uh, I, you know, although I credit my grandfather a lot for it, but I think, you know, in many ways, my, my dad's style of communication and the way in which he talks and listens, they've imbibed that. Uh, he had his most powerful moment with Sandeep. This was right after our honeymoon and we got back and we were facing this backlash from the Kodaba community. Um, and my dad broke down. Um, and as he was talking to Sandeep and, you know, he was talking about watching our, you know, the six minute, you know, video snippet that the wedding photographer and videographer put together. Um, and just having heard us talk about each other on that, in that video and I think um, you know he acknowledged Sandeep in a way that I was like whoa they were supposed to be 25 steps before this level of acceptance came and all those 25 steps were skipped and uh, for my dad to kind of say you know when I see what you guys have for each other when I see you guys talk who am I to question the genuineness and the sacredness of what you're saying to each other and you know he started tearing up and he said you know i tear up when i talk about sharat or when i talk about you know um the time that we have spent apart and, and seeing what this means for the both of you and for him to tell Sandeep that you're now part of this unit uh, which he's always told us that you know we have we have a circle here and that, that circle is sacred and this is a unit and you know we protect each other and we look out for each other and um, I think I've never you know in the entire time that I've maintained that distance with him felt it as powerfully as I did when he talked about that when he talked about you know and then he started talking about how much reading and education he's 
kind of pursued for himself, you know, historically, scientifically, um, and how much it breaks his heart to know that people are not afforded the same rights and are not respected just based on who they choose to be and and who they choose to be with and what they feel for each other. The film, I think, was so exemplified by what he saw when we talked about each other that it, it really put things in perspective for him. And, and Sandeep is right. I think that that, that level of acceptance, you know, um, because, you know, it, it's, it's the unconditional nature of that acceptance that's key, right? And I think after I met Sharat's dad, you know, he was able to see, oh, Sharat's husband is just like Sharath, and he is totally normal. And I think there's a huge culture shift that needs to happen that starts with how members of the LGBTQRA plus community are portrayed on television. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's gonna take a while, but yeah. that's going to help change how society portrays and perceives people like us and other people that choose to marry whomever they choose to marry and are just looking to be looked at as a human being and nothing more. Yeah. You know, Sharad, something about um, what you said about your dad reminded me of something our mom told us once um, in, in a very similar context. Uh, when one of my mom's very close friends came out to her parents, um, they never accepted her. And so what she said, she said, you know, when it comes to accepting your kids, it's about nothing but about the kind of heart you have. That's it. There's nothing else and nothing else should matter. And I think that's perfectly illustrated with I would say both your families and especially your dads and especially because these are dads from you know the Indian culture and Indian society where it has been tougher for them to deal yeah. with their emotions society mm -hmm. culture and yeah. everything else it's tough I think a lot yeah I agree with you 100% I think a lot of it has to do with that like for me when I came out to my parents the next day, my mom immediately told me, she was like, you know, I don't care. I just worry about how people will treat you. And I worry about your safety. And and I, my dad never said those concerns to me, but I knew that was a concern of his too. And after our wedding ceremony was aired locally in California, my dad started getting phone calls from his friends, his close group of friends. And, you know, they called him and they were like, oh, I saw your son, you know, on TV getting married. I just want to say congratulations. This is great news. And, you know, I, I genuinely feel that hearing my dad's friends express their congratulations for my dad's son getting married, you know, like, I think that really helped my dad and seeing that, oh, my friends that are, you know, my age are supportive and, you know, they're very happy mm -hmm. that 
I gained a son in my family, you know, I think that helped my dad in the process of seeing how this is not any different from any other type of a marriage. And, you know, it, it comes with peers, my dad's peers, you know, supporting it by what they saw on TV. And, you know, it, it speaks volumes when friends can show their friend, hey, I saw your son getting married and I'm very excited and happy for you and your family. Um, and that, that means a lot. And, you know, it, it comes in time, change comes in time, but, um, you know, we're very, very excited to even have this conversation because that's part of the progress that we're all trying to make, you know, same sex marriages and same sex relationships are already happening all around us. And society is just naive to see it um, and they don't know how to um, understand that it already exists around them um, and you know as much as India fought for their independence you know same-sex couples are going to continue to fight for their equal rights to survive and live amongst one another so it's not going away um, there's a lot more of us all around you that you just need to open your eyes and see it. And, you know, we're not going away. Um, yeah. None of us are going away. So I want to talk a little bit about vulnerability on that note, um, especially in context with your story. Um, Sandeep, when we were talking earlier about, you know, finding the one, and you said that you've always had to be your own protector until you met Sharath. And Sharath, very similar for you, when you, you know, going back to the beginning of your relationship uh, and in our previous conversations, you made a statement which um, really stuck out, which was, how do I repay someone who taught me how to trust again? Now, to anybody who, is listening to the statement or even watching, you know, this entire conversation, you can very easily tell that both those statements come from a place of working very hard on yourself and being very lonely in your individual journeys. So did this, this shared experience allow you to be vulnerable with each other much earlier than you'd expected it to be? Um, you know, for me, I would say when he sent me a message filled with empathy about my, um, so backstory. So I posted on Instagram an experience I had, um, regarding someone making an inappropriate racist comment um about my name and not being indian enough even though i had an indian name um so i posted this on instagram and sharath who has been following me for a few weeks without me knowing <laughs> on instagram um was very 
passionate in his response. He took the risk in responding to me and not just responding like, oh, I'm sorry that you experienced that, but he was very passionate about it. And, you know, it was very expressive and he immediately responded and he expressed his concern and how inappropriate my experience was with um, the, the cab driver and um you know he immediately was vulnerable with me and he expressed his life experiences with me like he shared that with me and he didn't have to do that um and we immediately bonded by our own personal discrimination experiences and you know i immediately felt like i could let that guard down and I never stopped. I immediately started responding back to him and vice versa. And, you know, we didn't talk when we were sleeping. Um, and we seriously, and like a, a few days later, we had our first FaceTime date. And keep in mind, we were on opposite sides of the country and 3,700 miles apart. And I couldn't get enough of him. I had to keep talking to him and, you know, on our third date on FaceTime, I, I was like, you know, Shroff, I don't know what's going on between us, but I can't leave Northern California. And his response was, I have nothing holding me back. And I've never, ever felt someone immediately invest in us in me and it literally just melted my heart and I never looked back um I never was in a long distance relationship um but I knew that I couldn't live without having Shroff in my life um and I know that sounds very cliche but when you find your person, you literally have to do anything you can to keep them in your life. Um, and I just got lucky that Shroth took the risk in sending me the message on Instagram because um, I wouldn't know where I would be if I didn't have him by my side. Shroth, what was it like for you? Um, Same question. Ah. <laughs> uh, it was it was tough it was uh, it was a difficult time uh, in my life that I met that I met some and I think you know I've, you know vulnerability is a very interesting word and I you know it, to me love is being vulnerable I think to me love is is being accepted, accepted in for who you are in 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 entirety. So before we wrap up this conversation, we asked uh, our audience if they had something to say to you or to ask you. And uh, yeah, we have three of these messages slash questions curated. I'm going to start with a question. So this question is from Supriya Bopanna, and her question is. What is the hardest part about being an openly gay 
quote of our man from this community. So I guess that's for you, Sharad. Hi, Supriya. <laughs> uh, I, 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 know, I, I think in, uh, in a lighter sense, I'd say I don't know any other Kodava gay man, very lonely. <laughs> um, to not know any other Kodava gay man, um, I guess you know a lot of what applies to a lot, you know, gay men, women, any member of the LGBTQIA plus community, I guess, applies to being Kodava and gay. I will say something though. I think what this experience has taught me is. To be so proud of Kurd, I've always advertised Kurd uh, and the Kodava community to Sandeep and his family as these, you know, these kind of warriors who have like this Middle Eastern Mediterranean heritage with this unique sense of dressing, and you know, it's this beautiful, you know, um, hill station with exports coffee and oranges and has its own language and. We have like a wildlife sanctuary there, and people yeah, are known to be like open and inviting and broad-minded, and you know, many ways, sort of matriarchal society yeah. with you know mothers and sisters leading the way, heads of households being great grandmothers, grandmothers, and um, you know, when when that backlash happened, I was a little disappointed coming from an elder. But what completely turned it around is these awesome, cool, phenomenal people from Kurd. You know, people as young as 19 in my Puri Chanda family, who my mom and dad proudly shared with me. She curated this beautifully written WhatsApp mail to all the elders in the family. Questioning why they were questioning us, and invited them to have an open dialogue with her. She is 19 years old, and for her to kind of take that on and say, you know, I humbly disagree with the criticism, and I, that is the spirit of Kuru, wow. and that is the spirit of who the Kurdish people are. So, you know, I'd love to know other Kurdish people, and you know, Sadiq and I would. Love to meet meet them, and you know I know that there are Kodava conventions here in the United States. The support that we felt from the Kodava Association in North America, um, and all these, like I said, like awesome, cool people uh, who have messaged us, um, has taken all of that loneliness away. So, actually, as I end this, the conversation, I'd like to say, actually, kind of cool. Being a part of a game, right? Awesome. Uh, no other way to be. <laughs> Now I wonder how, how, like, is it different? I, I, <laughs> Now it makes you know, think. That makes me look like I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. <laughs> association. I did so. Participated in the wedding ceremony. Okay, so the next two are just like. Super amazing messages. Um, I want to read the first one. Uh, this is from Tanya, and it says, "Sending lots and lots and lots of love to the happy couple. This union made me so proud to be Kodwa. Hope this gives a lot of other people the courage they deserve to live their truth." Heart emoji. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and the last one 
is from Zindi and it says let them know that as part kurgi the corona community has really <laughs> rallied up in these yeah. messages <laughs> dude you'll be surprised like yeah, i have had a phenomenal experience with the kurova community they've amazing. embraced us but they literally have been staunch supporters and yeah. <laughs> they sent us tons of messages like oh well, don't worry about what the politician said because it's not true we don't feel that way we support you guys and we think what you did was amazing and that literally has been my experience with the majority of people that have witnessed our media coverage and our 6 minute highlight video of the wedding ceremony and that's the most beautiful thing about this whole experience is that there's been an outpouring of support for us that would drown out the minority <laughs> group of dissenters yeah. so yeah. it's been beautiful it literally has been a very humbling experience for the both of us yeah okay. and you know i i, I just think that it's it's weird pointing it out but it's also so beautiful and there's so many similarities between the Sikh community and the Kurava community right from how they practice a way of life you know what the standing of community is what the meaning of love is what is the, the meaning of having a good time and celebrating with music and dance and color uh, and, and maybe color. that's why Sharath slid into my DMs because yeah, of the like, similarities oh, with how we yeah. were raised like you know his sisters are in the group of like my closest and best friends and so are his cousins <laughs> and um, you know all the folks that helped out with the wedding and uh, all the vendors that they had from the priests that conducted the Sikh wedding to the guy who did the videography and the photography who was just like par excellence our guy who did our decoration for our mandi night like all of these like the cameraman the camera crew like they were all like punjabi Sikh people who just wow. were like you know We are cheering on your love because that is the way of life. Whether it's Sikhism, whether it is being Kurava, and for, for for us to hear that true and true and true and true and true, and not not even a little bit of flinching, not even a little bit of awkwardness, um, just really did it for us. So I love it. So I'm going to read out this. <laughs> and we have this last message and then we have a last yeah. question right okay yeah. yeah the last message is i'm proud of them for standing up against the hate and doing what makes them happy also it doesn't matter how they wore their attire and why they did it it's a thought and their absolute choice more power to them and lots of love and there's more love <laughs> and with that um mel do you want to take the last question yeah so yeah. um you know there's this question that we asked uh, Muslim, uh all our guests in fact and uh, one asked to you as well that and i would request you to take it individually first and deep and then shot and or however um how do you think we can raise the bar and make our indian global community um more tolerant more accepting and inclusive for I would say stick up for one another. 
you know, when the September 11th terrorist attacks um, happened here in the United States, a lot of Indians and Middle Eastern classmates of mine were picked on and bullied and discriminated against. And I mean, I wasn't close friends with them. We were just acquaintances, but I couldn't put up with that. And I was a very outspoken person in school. And I, I put my foot down. I, I went straight to the front office and I told the school principal, look, this is happening. This is not okay. And we have to stop it because I won't put up with it. And my school principal was like, you're absolutely right. Let's do this. And, you know, if we don't stick up for each other, then who will? And we need to stay united as members of the Indian community because there's already a lot of other people out there that's trying to tear us down and make us not work together. So we all need to work together and be united because we're more powerful together than we are separate. And there's so much hate out there already against being Indian and misconceptions against Indian people that there's no reason why we shouldn't be working together to break down those misconceptions and educate the general public about what it means to be an Indian. And, you know, the same goes for members of the LGBTQRA plus community because they're Indian and they shouldn't be treated differently just because they might be interested in a member of the same gender. Because at the end of the day, we should all be united and together as one family and one group of people instead of tearing each other apart. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, taking off from that, you know, there's no denying the fact that, you know, we are forced to be reckoned with as an Indian <laughs> community. We have, um, we have a huge presence uh, on the global stage today. Um, most of it for the right reasons, right? And with that comes the power to erase things that we are in things for on the global stage. Right, we there are growing pains that every community, every uh, group of people goes through in the pursuit of doing the right thing. Um, as Indians, you know, we we already come equipped with a certain sensitivity to be inclusive, to love, to celebrate, to unapologetically sing and dance and indulge and live life every day, right? And the easiest way to do that is pull the person next to you and include them in that song and dance. Have them, you know, be comfortable with who they are. So even Sharad, it's, I don't even know, it's been, it's been a lot of emotions and it's been so much. It's been so much. I have a loss of words. Thank you so much for sharing your stories. 
and sharing what it is to be together and setting an example for so many things. I'm not even going to kind of try to put you into a box of any sort. I think just setting an example as human beings and as people. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for having here. us on. We appreciate oh. even having the platform to tell our story. It's, Thank you. It's very humbling. You. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Give more power to the likes of you. You asked what you could do. We need more people like the two of you. We need that. Like, we need for you to be the torchbearers and the liaison to the rest <laughs> of the world. So more power to you. Thank you so much. Thank you for saying that. Hey there. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Raise the Brow. Follow the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. And hey, slide into our DMs because we would love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the podcast or this very episode with anyone who you think needs this in their lives.